All right, here we go. Um, welcome to the inaugural episode of Brews, Interviews, and Other Nerdities. I'm Leonard, and I'm excited to be here with Mark Osborne uh, from Adroit Theory Brewing Company that's in Purcellville, Virginia. Am I, did I got that right, the location? You got it. <laughs> where Where is Purcellville? So uh, it's in between the boonies and the sticks. <laughs> it's, uh, it's actually... Uh, Technically speaking, it's about an hour northwest of Washington, D.C. So it's still considered part of the suburbs of the uh, Washington, D.C. area. And but it's about as far as you can get outside of the city. Uh, you know, like if you turn uh, right out of the brewery, you head toward D.C. But if you turn left, you basically start driving into like cow, you know, and horse uh, pastures and fields. So it's right on that line, um, you know, where it uh, turns rural versus just rows upon rows of houses. And am, and am I going to be able to lift in and out of there or Uber in and out of there? You will be able to. Okay. If you came two years ago, you would have been <laughs> S-O-L. I'd be like, uh, well, we, well, like, hit, like hit a hitchhiker sign or like a, I'd be thumbing it or what? Uh, it, it, when we first started, and not even when we first started, like the first like five plus years we were in business, uh, Uber and Lyft, I mean, they, they did not come out. I mean, you would have to like basically make arrangements ahead of time, you know, with the driver or have like a, like a car service come to pick you up. Uh, the closest taxi company is like 12 miles away. So these people would not know that and they would come to visit us. And we are known for making, you know, some higher ABV beers and we have no food. Uh, so you can do the math on how their day went. And then they'd get ready to leave and, and be like, oh, no, <laughs> how, how am I going to get home or, you know. Um, so, yeah, there was there were definitely some challenging times. But right now, it's a little bit more modern. Uh, you know, they, they finally started coming to our area and um, we have plenty of parking and uh, it's not nearly as big of a deal as it used to be. All right. Good. Uh, again, I want to thank you so much for giving us a little bit of your time. Uh, We've been we've been drinking your beers now for the past two years as they become available on Tavor. So um, we we've I've had I've had a, a, a number of them, and so that's how you you've jumped on our radar as being like a, a, a and it's almost like I don't think we've had a a bad beer from from Joy Theory and 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 sometimes you get some beers that are a little bit off, but I think we your 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 IPAs are solid. Your stouts, your stouts are super solid. Uh, you do the uh, the Goza series too, like you do like a fruited Goza series too. That's exceptional. Um, that's super crushable too. I think I think it's like a lower ABV. Um, but we 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 really haven't had a bad beer from you guys. So we, we definitely are big fans of uh, Adre Theory. Well, I appreciate that, and I appreciate the kind words. And we're big fans of Tabor. We've been with you know doing business with them almost since the beginning, and and they've really helped us get our name out. You know, we're a really small brewery in a very rural, you know, area. So the fact that people in California know who we are is always very exciting. Um, and we try to always make sure that, you know, they pick up, you know, what we're the most proud of and put it in the right hands for people that are going to appreciate it for what it is. It's really funny. Uh, and you'll see when you come to visit us, if you spend any time going to visit any other breweries or, you know, you know, doing any shopping in the area, it's actually very hard to get a Droid Theory beers you know, like anywhere near where our brewery is. Like you might have to drive 25 miles to find a place that has our beer. Um, but you can get in California, you know? 
Very cool. Which brings me to the, the rage can that I have in front of me for my recent uh, Tavor um, uh, subscription. So, yeah, there you go, right there. Twin, <laughs> twinsies. <laughs> twinsies. Oh, and I, uh, just for giggles and kicks, I also brought oh, Rage, which we just canned last week. There you go. I haven't even tried it, to be honest with you. Nice. And then, I, of course, uh, I, I have my officially licensed Adroid Theory uh, pouring glass to uh, to pour this into. So, oh, yeah, so, that's, yeah, that's yeah I'm telling you, we're we're uh, we're big fans over here. Oh, see, that's a newer one, I think. No. Yeah, this one this actually made for our uh, Blackheart uh, members uh, oh, like five years ago. But it's my favorite glass that I drink out of. Um, yeah, so cool. I appreciate it. So, Rage is a taste this beer. Yeah, Rage is a, a hazy triple IPA clocking in at a 10% ABV. I was, you know, I, I'm going to say this and I might put my foot on my mouth and then you can immediately correct it. I initially thought this was Major Blood on the cover. Is that is it Major Blood? Uh, it is not, oh. uh, but it is a very easy mistake because we the this is a 12-part series and this is number eight in the series, but number seven was called raise r-a-z-e and it featured major blood and the artwork you know obviously is similar you know from one to the next so i've had a lot of people get tripped up with that one because uh uh this is uh dr mindbender uh, you know i i told you it's a good, good thing i disclaimed it by saying uh, put my foot in my mouth because i initially i was like wait get the mustache he has a monocle and Major Blood has the patch. So I thought maybe it was like a modern interpretation. And I started Googling images of Major Blood. And then I said, no, I better stop because uh, if I make a fool of myself, I may as well just make a fool of myself. Uh, I'll blame <laughs> it on right. the 10%. When this series first came out, uh, there was a, a much higher percentage of people than I thought there'd be who actually thought this was some sort of like Star Wars themed beer. And I was oh, always boy. Like, like, what? <laughs> they thought it was like Rebel. That's like, like the younger kids, probably not, not, not the old timer. Right? I think you're kind of no. about, my, about my age, I think. Uh, yeah, 112. That's how <laughs> that's how old I feel. So, <laughs> something like that. <laughs> this, this, this has a great uh nose, by the way. I will tell you if you end up shooting this video, I'm sitting by the fireplace and uh, this beer looks like dark brown, it's it's much gold, more golden in color. Uh, yeah, you can see you can screen. and you can see the difference in in my the color of mine and the color of yours if you take a look at the camera. So I think oh yeah, like the no. lighting the lighting of it. I think yeah, this is definitely a lighting issue. <laughs> Here we go. Cheers, sir. Cheers. Appreciate you having me on. Yeah, again, you just you guys refuse to put out anything that's mediocre or I mean or average. They're 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 superior they're superior beers really i really appreciate that because there's obviously a lot of producers in california <laughs> that make awesome yeah we beers, if so. we do there is a quite a competitive market over here but again yeah. like i said when your beers pop up on Tavor, that's like an, an immediate uh an immediate purchase um what so why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and how uh you came to adroit theory um feel free to learn feel free to throw in your sat scores or your gmat scores uh <laughs> But tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure. Um, so, um, so uh, I'm 48, and you know I was born in the 70s, grew up in the 80s, influenced by the 90s, and I've never had a air quotes real job. I've uh, started several companies, and you know always did things on my own, um, and I enjoyed that 
you know, that type of challenge and that type of lifestyle. Um, but, you know, I was, uh, I was 37 and I got thinking like, I liked my current you know, business and it was very, you know, you know, financially successful business, but it was not, um, uh, as challenging as I would like. And it wasn't as, uh, satisfying as I wanted it to be. So I started thinking, well, you know what, I mean, I'll do something different, you know, when I turned 40. And so I said to myself, what do I like? Immediately, I said, man, well, I do like beer quite a bit. So perhaps I should start a brewery. And uh, as crazy as that sounds, that's, that's where the idea came from. And my wife was very supportive. She said, it's a great idea, you know, because, you know, we're at that age where if you don't do it now, you're never going to do it. Um, and I had no industry experience whatsoever. I was strictly a fan and we were big fans and we went toured breweries, and went on tours, and, you know, we went on beer cruises and all sorts of things, but we weren't coming from the industry. I wasn't a home brewer. I wasn't anything. I was just somebody who was very passionate about what I wanted to do, but I figured that I could find people that were great brewers and could help me, you know, learn everything I needed to learn. So that's what I decided to do. And uh, it must have been that uh, MBA, right? What's that? It must have been that MBA working for you. Yeah. Yeah. You know how MBA people are, they're the worst. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, so I was just, you know, motivated to, uh, you know, to do something new and, and frankly to uh, do something that I was proud of in Virginia. And I don't mean that in a disparaging way. I just mean that, you know, in 2012, when I was thinking about doing this, uh, Virginia was very much behind the curve, you know, relative to other states. I think there were maybe, maybe 20 breweries in the entire state and, you know, three quarters of them were brew pubs, you know, they were just teeny tiny, you know, places. Um, so I wanted to brew a beers in Virginia that I was interested in drinking and that I would be proud of and that, you know, eventually would be able to compete with the beers coming out of California or Colorado or New York. Um, so, you know, I was very motivated, uh, to do that. And that's one of the, one of the many reasons why we decided to be very, you know, niche in terms of our focus and, and our marketing and our brand, but also in the types of beers we made, because I wanted to make very, you know, challenging beers, um, you know, things that I was interested in drinking, which tended to be higher ABV, you know, more complex beers, not general public beers that would appeal to you know a general group of people like you know the masses if you will so so what would you say what were your some of your early favorite beers to drink uh, well i mean when we started the first beer we made was an imperial stout you know 10 percent. i mean just classic american style you know bitter imperial stout next beer we made was uh, an imperial 9.6 percent double IPA or I guess Imperial IPA. Um, and we just proceeded down that path, um, you know, right off the bat. Um, matter of fact, for the first three and a half years of being in business, we never brewed a beer below 7%. We never brewed a lager. We never brewed anything even resembling session. I mean, it was always, you know, barley wine, wheat wine, you know, Russian Imperial Stout, you know, and we brew Saison's because we really love Saison's Imperial Saison, you know, 10%, you know, I mean, that's what it was. It was just these over the top, 
the, these yeah. go to 11. Yeah, exactly. We got to turn that volume all the way up. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and again, I loved it, you know, it, it was what I was interested in. And, you know, in hindsight, I can see that, you know, we attracted our own clients. You know what I mean? It wasn't like, hey, we make beer, come visit us. You know, da, 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 da. it was, this is what we're doing. And other people that were into what we were doing would find us. And, and, and you seem to, you seem to have like diversified the styles of beer that you're producing now. I think you guys have a, a seltzer um, that's out. Uh, I think I had a can of it. I might have given it away to a, a friend to try. Is there anything you 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 want to avoid, or you're just kind of open to just opening new doors and trying new things? Well, you know, it's funny because you know our, our seltzer is called Seltzer. <laughs> uh, if that tells you clever anything, right? So uh, you know, I'm not a crazy person. After after four years, I I got to thinking. I was like, you know, we should probably make something that we can crush during the summer because it's hot. I mean, you know, Virginia is very hot and you know, I just remember it was like July and we didn't have air conditioning in the tasting room. And it was like 105 degrees inside the tasting room. And I'm looking around and there's all these people sitting, sweating, drinking, you know, 12% stout and sweating. And I was just thinking to myself, like, oh my God, like, this is terrible. Like there's no <laughs> women here at all. There's right. like one woman and she's begrudgingly there. And oh, the, the designated uh, driver. Basically. I mean, it was, it was, it was all men. They're, you know, it's just a mess, right? So I was like, you know, we really should expand our portfolio. So in 2017, I, did, I you know, made the conscious decision to, you know, do what everybody else does, which is make, you know, a wide variety of beers. Again, people have their focus. Sure. You know what I mean? Like other half makes, they make IPAs. And, you know, they do also make stouts and other stuff. But like, you know, that's their jam. Our jam was big stouts and barley wines and stuff. But I was like, you know, let's let's open it up. So uh we decided to start making some hazy ipas like we didn't make them at all matter we very rarely made ipas other than big kind of like that old school malt bitter malt bomb type ipas but we weren't making uh you know light ipas we definitely weren't making hazy ipas um we started making two style builders like kolsch and you know pilsner first pilsner we ever made was 2019 you know what i mean five yeah. six years after being in business you know our first five percent like two style beer um and then we also added the fruited sour mm -hmm. beers which again were specifically to attract you know a more diverse group of people yeah who could crush stuff and not get carried out of there you know and, and you know and i think at least for me i'm open to different styles and and I like trying different things and, and I enjoy and I, I really I really really probably isn't a style that I don't enjoy to be honest with you. Besides, uh, I always tell my co-host maybe the rock beer is a little it's a little it, it's an acquired taste perhaps. Um, but beyond that, you know, every style brings uh, brings to it a, a a certain profile, obviously. And so I don't I'm never you know I'm never one to say and I'm not going to try that because I'm, I don't enjoy that style. So. I mean, personally, I love sours, love stouts, love IPAs, love the Sassans, um, the lagers, which, you know, we tend to, we tend to have shied away from those in craft beer. I think we're kind of gravitating back more to those. I think uh, a lot of breweries are starting to redo those and, uh, and kind of renew that interest. Um, and so Adri Theory, where does that name come from? 
So uh, it was not actually going to be our original name. Um, we had chosen a different name and we went through like the trademark, you know, registration process. And, you know, the lawyer was like, that's not going to work. Uh, there was like a wine label or something and it was just not going to work. He's like, you need to find a new name. Problem was we'd already started like developing some artwork that started with the letter A. So instead of ditching that artwork, which of course we ended up ditching that artwork, but we're like, well, let's see if we can find something that starts with the letter A. <laughs> so uh, my wife and I were vacationing as, as we did. Um, we were in Rehoboth, which is where Dogfish Head, okay. uh, the original location is. And, you know, we had a grand old time drinking and we decided to whip out this, this, the, uh, uh, you know, the dictionary started with a and my wife is zipping through and she finds the word adroit I, I had never heard that word before in my life and she reads what she's like like you know what this is and i was like i've never heard this before in my life and she told me what it meant and i was like wait a minute that sounds exactly like what a brewer does he takes you know he takes very basic stuff and you know manually transforms them into something else right like that that's a magical process that's being adroit at your trade you know what i mean and i was like wow that actually i kind of like that you know it's an sat type word right i kind of like that and i was like wow. that, that might be a, a gre a gre word i think it's, it's up a level <laughs> well still yeah it's definitely <laughs> what's funny and you know it also it's french for left and you know it, it just it's a very clever word it's not, not common but you know people that do know what it is they're like oh yeah you know like they know um, so then I was like, well, we can't just call it a droid. That'd be ridiculous. So, uh, I said, why don't we tack theory onto it? Because we're making, at least at the time, you know, theoretical beers versus like two style beers. It was more of like concept beers. Um, so I was like, you know, and that sounds cool. A droid theory. Let's, you know, again, we've been drinking at Dogfish Head all day. So, <laughs> you know, woke up the next day. I was like, you know what? I think that's, let's do that. And, that's all true. and here, and here, here you are. Uh, and how long have you been in existence? So, uh, like, we opened for business in January of 2014. So, um, eight, so eight, eight years. Eight years. Matter of fact, yeah, I mean, our uh, this Dawn of the Dark Day party, which I'm sure we're going to talk about, is both our seventh and eighth year anniversary. Yeah. And technically should be in January. But the weather in January is not so kosher. So we decided to, you know what, we're just going to move. We already missed one anniversary party. Let's just move it into a more you know weather friendly time of the year so getting so the we have your gi joe theme series um but i think you know one of the first things we notice about uh, your beers is the uniqueness of the labeling and the uniqueness of the names and the art how do you draw inspiration to create a, a subject matter for can art and and beer title um well first of all thank you and um you know second is Again, from day one, I knew I wanted to spend you know, basically as much time thinking about the outside of the beer package as I did thinking about what was inside the package. I always want to make the best beer we're capable of making. And it's always a work in progress. It's never like, you know, that's it. It's perfect. We're done. You know, it's always like, you know, that was good, but let's, you know, let's do this. Let's try this. Right. Um, so that's definitely a drive. But on the flip side, I also want to spend just as much time as is humanly possible, you know, taking a concept or an idea and really trying to make a piece of art. That's always been my goal with our 
um, you know, labels and designs that is, you know, some of them are, you know, more simple than others, but, you know, they're usually very, very complex. They usually are multi-layered and, and they have multiple meanings versus just, you know, a one-dimensional, you know, beer. And given that with a few exceptions, we don't really make a lot of the same beer again and again. I wanted to be able to tell a story the same way, like when I was growing up, you know, in the seventies and the eighties that like you would go and buy an album and look at the cover art and like, right. oh yeah, that would hook you and you'd flip it over, and, ooh, you know, and then you'd open it up and oh, hoo, hoo, you know, there's even more art and more story. And I just, I really liked that kind of thing. And I, uh, I really uh, wanted to put my best foot forward, you know, because again, there's some awesome breweries that make awesome labels, but that's not A, the norm and B, you know, the standard. What you see is just very simple things, very generic. And a lot of them are very corporate looking, you know what I mean? And I just really wanted it to be something that our customers would value and be interested in, as well as obviously help sell, but yeah. really do it in a way that like engaged them and they would- oh, yeah. They would spend as much time looking at the can while they were drinking it, absolutely and analyzing it, thinking about it. Yeah, and hopefully it, liking it. It's the first thing we see is the can art, and I Be think cool. I had heard in an interview that you probably, I think you have four or five artists that you utilize on on designing the cans. You you go to them and and say, hey, I, this is the name of the beer, and this is kind of what I'm looking for, and uh, give me give me something conceptual, or do you do something? you wake up in the middle of the night and say this, I have this dream and this is this image and this, this do something with it. I actually had horrible dreams last night. So if I wrote, <laughs> if I wrote those down, I would have some really effed up beers. There you go. That. But uh, I mean, I have um, like, as ideas come to me, uh, I, I write them all down. So I have like a journal and it's I mean, just you know, names or concepts and stories. And eventually, you know, hopefully they'll come, you know, and manifest themselves in, in a beer. But really, you know, I uh, I try to conceptualize either the story if it's going to be like a one-off label, or sometimes we do multi-part labels, which are always very exciting because you can you know tell a story over multiple releases. Um, but I, uh, I I really try to find the right person for the job, and that's really the hardest part. Is you know people uh, you know we only work with very very skilled artists, but they each have their own thing that they specialize in, and I don't want to force fit an idea onto the wrong person. Um, but assuming I find the right person, I do, I try to you know, make all the inspiration images and make like a storyboard of ideas, colors, nice. concepts. And, and what I do is I give them all the information to let them make something awesome. I never want to give too much instruction because when I give too much instruction, then it's like I pigeonhole them. Yeah. But I want to give them enough that, you know, they can, get my ideas out of my head and onto a piece of paper. And are you ever like, uh, yeah, that's you got to try again. That's not, that's not quite it. I mean, it, a handful of times. Yeah. Cause but, the bar, you know, I mean, your bar seems fairly done? high considering, you know, what ultimately winds its way up onto a label. Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, there's some that, you know, we like more than others, but I don't think we've had any like massive you know, misfires. <laughs> like, wow. Like where, where did this come from? You know, I'm usually pretty, clear on the vision but at, at the end of the day like we do zero revisions like with our okay. artists it's like you know like if i didn't give you clear enough direction and i don't love it as much as maybe i, I wanted to shame on me you know what i mean not you you these are artists yeah. that do really awesome stuff so again it's it's a bit of a challenge um but it's something i like it's like 
I mean, I like all parts of the business, but I particularly like that, you know, like I'm, I'm excited about what's coming out. Yeah, no, clearly you, you know, clearly working on right now is stuff that's not coming out until like June. You're like, ah, gotta hurry, gotta hurry and wait. Yeah, no, clearly you guys take a, a an invested interest in what's gonna what are 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 drinkers first gonna see, and you know you guys obviously clearly take pride in that. I mean, you know we uh, we we look and see it's the first thing that draws our attention, and it, it just so happens that the contents of the can happen to be just equally as amazing as the artwork. Well, it, it's a two edged sword, right? Because like if you have this really cool packaging, it looks badass and like wow it looks like a heavy metal album like yeah man that's awesome and then you pour it in the glass and like oh, this beer kind of sucks <laughs> you know like you know it, it doesn't do you any favors next next <laughs> um so i know i so we you know again uh, i know you, you guys have a, a big fondness of uh metal any guilty pleasures you'd uh, be willing to admit uh outside of that genre Wait, there's music outside of it. Wait, what? yeah. So at least outside of the heavy metal genre, any guilty pleasures you you put on that you wouldn't normally admit to liking? Oh no, I I always I, dude, I'm not embarrassed about <laughs> any of my musical tastes. I have a very diverse taste. Like I like heavy metal quite a bit, and we do listen to it primarily at the brewery. But that's not the only thing that we listen to, and and my tastes run really quite 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 wide. Um, uh. I'm very much into electronic music. Like I have a professional DJ booth at my house. Oh wow! Um, which you know, if we get a few drinks in in us, we'll sometimes you know get on that and spin around with some electronic type music. But it tends to be on the more aggressive side, um, you know, more tantamount to metal um, versus boom, boom, boom type of music. But I do like that kind of stuff. Uh, I'm very much into reggae. And okay. nothing relaxes me more. So I have very deep and curated lists, depending on what my mood is or what mood I'm trying to get it into um, in that genre. And it's funny because, you know, if I'm at the brewery, you know, and I have a headache, you know, <laughs> I'll change the channel to something else. And people come in and they're like, what is this shit? You know, like, <laughs> what is this? Like, what are you doing? Put the metal on. I'm like, ah, oh, please. I have a migraine. You're killing me here. What are you doing? So, so I, I see you've done a number of collaborations with bands. Have you? Are you looking, or have you, or will you do some collaborations with some breweries? And who would be on your short list? Um. So yes, we do. We do uh, collabs with bands. Uh, I'm very into that. I think it's a good fit for us. I also am very interested in doing like product type. Uh, collabs um, with you know industries that might not be related to us like just throwing as an example like sneakers or something you know clothing related I think would be a good fit uh, we have done uh, collabs with breweries we just don't do as many as everybody else does so you know I guess people think maybe we don't do them like we did a beer with burial brewing out of North Carolina uh, in your neck of the woods um, we did a um, beers with king's brewing oh yeah and also with mumford oh yeah yeah mumford um, is in la too yeah they're in la um we brewed with like rubens in seattle um it's just we do like one a year like okay. that's whereas everybody else seems to do like one a week um we kind of keep to ourselves a little bit are you an introvert <laughs> no I, I i think i'm you know reasonably outgoing yeah. um, 
reasonably so. But I'm definitely not like one of those people that like is the face of the company. Like I very much um, kind of try to stay behind the scenes. I mean, I do like interviews and I do like going to festivals, but I'm not the, you know, hey, you know, how are you? Let's, we're you know, jet setting all over creation, you know, with other people type of guy. I like doing them, you know, selectively. But shortlist, uh, let's see here. We're hoping to meet uh, the Widowmaker Fellows. We're doing a festival in Philly and they were supposed to be a, a festival earlier. So we're hoping to meet them. We thought that would be a good fit for us. Um, there's a very called Abomination that we'd like to meet and maybe do something with. Other half, of course, but you know, not holding my breath on that. And then on like the international scene, which we'd be very interested in, um, you know, like Omnipolo, I think would be really oh, yeah. cool. They make really some, they make some ridiculous things, but they also have like some really cool ideas. So I really like to do something like that. All right. So tell me Dawn of a Dark Day, which is coming up probably in about three weeks, which I do have my tickets for. Yes. Yeah, have a good time. It'd be good to meet in person. Yeah. So tell me, so tell me a little bit of what, of what that is and what we can expect on that day. Well, are you also coming to the metal show? I am not. I don't know. I, I don't know how can I don't know how I can do four or five hours of a fest and then do a, a, a concert after. I'm a, I'm an old man. <laughs> That's a going into my my bedtime as uh, we were talking about a little while ago. Yeah, no, it, it, you would you would definitely have to pace yourself. But uh, <laughs> so you know, it's a uh, you know self-aggrandizing type event for ourselves, right? It's hey, it's our anniversary party. Ha ha ha. Let's throw a big, you know, heavy metal concert in this rural town and, you know, make everybody angry. Um, but the festival during the day, um, you know, because again, we're, you, you know, when you get there, you'll see it, we are, we're a very small brewery, um, you know, so it, it, it'll be very intimate and very fun. But everybody else throws events where they bring in all these guest taps and stuff. And we have done that in the past. But, you know, we're like, you know what? We're just going to serve our own beer and then have our customers bring beers that they're squirreling away we know everybody who drinks our beer also collects other people's beer and they're always looking for an opportunity to crack that you know 2018 you know triple barrel age black tuesday you know what i mean like you're looking for that opportunity so hey here you go come to our party and we'll have a big table set up and it'll be a nice bottle share um you know that's how they do it i haven't ever been to three floyds um dark lord you know like bottle share is right. half the fun right so we like that aspect of it uh, we are going to make, uh, I mean, we'll, have, we'll probably have about 25 of our own beers available. And we're obviously making, I mean, half of those beers, maybe 15 of those beers we're making for the event. Wow. So it'll be stuff that like, you can drink it on Saturday. <laughs> if we have any leftover on Sunday, you can drink it then, but that's, that is it. Um, it's going away. Um, so again, it'll be real fun, you know, cause again, it's also capped. Like, I think it's only like 200 people. Wow. So, so That's, you're telling me I'm one of 200 people that are going to be in attendance from yes. on, on that event. Yes, you are. Yes, so you what, are. what can I expect for the weather? I, I'm, I'm, notor I'm notorious for not packing well for these things. I'll be in yeah, shorts and a t-shirt. That's not going to work or that's probably not going to work. Uh, it could be 80 degrees. It could be 40 degrees. Uh, March <laughs> in Virginia is a little dodgy. Um, okay. So like, for instance, today or tomorrow, I think the high of the day tomorrow is going to be like, 45 okay like 19 degrees at night 
and then on Sunday it's supposed to be 73. Oh wow, that's a big that is um, a big difference. Yeah, so it could be. I mean, normally temps in the 50s, you know, would be normal. You know, okay. maybe high 50s, low 60s. Well, would be short. I think that's still shorts. Yeah, possibly. <laughs> like I said, sweater. I would definitely look at the weather like on Thursday. You know, before you got on that plane, because again, it could be. It could literally be in the 30s, you know what I mean? But it could okay, also be so, in the 70s. So I'm from LA and I'm going to a bottle share. Give me some idea of what I should bring so I'll be popular because it's all about me being popular. Well, you know, you know the whales, man. You know, uh, I mean, well, geez, in LA, I mean, you got the brewery, <laughs> I mean, you got Firestone Walker. Um, you know, I mean, I would, you know, what I would do, and again, no go crazy, is obviously, if you're getting on a plane, you know, you don't want to bring a suitcase full of beer. Um, Maybe you do, which but, I have done in the past. <laughs> uh, what are you talking about? I'm gonna bring a suitcase of beer coming from Virginia back to LA. I have a, a well, suitcase you full of there your you beer. You bring it, yeah, it's one way. Uh, what beer one way, then yep. beer the other way. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, again, at the end of the day, you don't have to bring anything. You show up and have a good time. But like, you know, if you're gonna come, I would bring, you know, maybe two or three bottles of, you know, an aged stout or, you know, some interesting barley wine that you picked up, you know, and. You've just been looking for the opportunity to crack it. Um, and then maybe an IPA or two from your local yeah. purveyor that 99% of the people at the event will have never had before. So like Monkish, is Monkish a, a big oh, yeah, uh, brewery in, in Virginia? Like you guys know? Oh, I mean, we know Monkish, but yeah, I mean, like, good luck. I mean, you know, I've never had it. I, mean, I know okay, what it is. So I'll, I'll bring some Monkish. I'm trying to figure yeah, out what I have. Uh, I have awesome. a bunch tons of brewery stuff. Uh, maybe like a Duck Duck Goose? From sure. Lost Abbey? Oh, absolutely. Well, I love Lost Abbey. That, absolutely. All That'd right. I'm going to bring this. Maybe we all bring some stuff. I bring. I have to represent uh, LA and uh, uh, and bring and bring some stuff from my uh, cellar. That'd be great. Because again, you know, I mean, it obviously is primarily people from Virginia, DC, and Maryland, a little bit of Pennsylvania, a little bit of North Carolina, right? Uh, but, you know, they haven't had these beers, so they'll be very jealous. Yeah, I will tell you, my my brewer. I'm trying to talk him into it. He's a, a like hoarder and brewery. Like, oh yeah, uh, like he's one of the ones he's into. So he has this these three liter bottles of uh, some yeah, Black Tuesday ish thing, but they're in big you know three liters. Yeah. Bring those to the party, dude. There you go. <laughs> that would definitely be a popular. You can go around and pour it for just everyone. Go, it's like just go around. Like, and you get a glass, and you get a glass. There you go. Um, it looks like I've exceeded my time limit. I want to be respectful uh, of your time, um, because I can go on forever with this stuff. But I, I know you, you said you needed to unwind and uh, do some TV. What show are you watching? What shows are you watching these days? Uh, I'm watching my wife and my So, no, we're. I mean, we uh, we just finished the new Dexter, which was okay. Very we're watching, uh, <laughs> don't make fun of me. We're watching The Gilded Age on HBO. I don't even know what that is. What is that? <laughs> it's, uh, it's, did you watch uh, Downton Abbey? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, it's just the same guy who did that show. Okay. Set in America. Um, it's very interesting. So um, are you watching like Peacemaker? No, that's on my, it's on my, uh, it's okay. On my list. That's on my to do list. Just finished watching that and, uh, and Reacher. Have you seen Reacher on Amazon? I have not. That doesn't sound familiar. Yeah. Amazon, it, so. Yeah. Check it out. It's uh, it gets it's uh, it's based on the novelization. I guess uh, Tom Cruise did a couple of the Reacher films, and so this is kind oh, of okay. 
a okay. different take on it, but it's it's actually pretty good. Okay. It's surprisingly uh, surprisingly entertaining. Oh, cool! Yeah, check that out. The thing these days is everything is so good. Like, yeah, it's almost hard to like focus on you know what you want to invest time in, um, and uh, and just that you don't have enough time in the day. Yeah, you're, that's uh, you're absolutely correct. And then you binge watch <laughs> it, and you feel guilty for wasting all that time on TV when you could be doing something uh, and contributing to society, but you've been stuck on a show. So I definitely get that part. Yep, 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 yep. All right, so uh, I'm going to be down there in a couple of weeks. Uh, completely looking forward to uh, to your event. Um, Very much looking forward to drinking your monkish beer. Yeah, definitely <laughs> hope to see you in person so we could do the the cheers in person. Uh, I want to thank you for your time. Um, again, this has been Mark Osborne from Adway Theory. Uh, I'm Leonard, and uh, we'll, we'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much, sir. All right. Thank you.